welcome to Growing Belleville Through Community Chats, a podcast presented by the Greater Belleville Chamber of Commerce to help highlight, promote, and enlighten people, businesses, and community events in the Greater Belleville area. Here are your hosts, Stephen Sedlak and Eric Huber. Good morning, afternoon, evening to everyone out there. Welcome to Growing Belleville through Community Chats. This is Eric Huber, along with my co-host, Stephen Sedlak. Stephen, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Like we talked about earlier, man, summertime is here. It's uh, kids are, when this will air, of course, kids will be out for the summer. I'm sure my wife will be ready for them to go back to school by that time. But uh, it is here. It's a great time of the year. So, Yeah, summer is always fun. Kids are out of school. You get about a week or two in, and then it's like, all right, get them back to get them back to school. Let's <laughs> let's right. go. It's time. Right. All right. Well, uh, for you on podcast, you can't see them, but we have the beautiful face of the Miller commercials, Mister Mark Miller, Miller Furniture. Mark, how you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic, Eric and Steve. Thanks for having me on. Good. Well, hey, uh, obviously we know you real well. Uh, for those of you who don't, uh, why don't you give a little history to everybody of uh, who you are and uh, what you got going on? Sure, yeah. So uh, my name is Mark Miller. I'm a fourth-generation owner at Miller Furniture and Mattress Company. We've been in Belleville since 1927. Uh, I was a Belleville East graduate, class of 2000, and uh, played baseball and basketball, and that's where I first uh, met Eric was, you know, playing baseball and basketball, and, you know, it's been great keeping in touch through the years, and now kind of here we are uh, talking as business professionals instead of uh, athlete, professional athletes. <laughs> yeah, and, you, and you're still playing. I, I hope we don't have any Millstot, uh, you know, listeners right now, because he was already talking about yesterday, uh, just recently <laughs> pitched against uh, Millstot. He says he's always got success, so hopefully we don't have any uh, Millstot listeners out there that are out for you. Uh, they're they're good guys. Every year we go at each other, but uh, good good group of guys on that team, though. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, so 1927. I mean, that's that's awesome. Probably one of the long longest lasting businesses that that's been in Belleville. Um, you know, you growing up, you you saw the industry, you saw the business. I I've always asked this of of kind of that generational ownership. You know, did you grow up thinking that? you'd get involved in the business, in the furniture business, you know, how, how was that when you guys were growing up or involved? No, at no time, even all the way through, uh, you know, junior, senior year of college, I really did not anticipate being in the furniture business at all. Um, I, I could have used a little bit of a, you know, Hey, this could be a good option for you. You know, <laughs> it was always like downplayed. And, and, you know, that, that it was, you know, cause I guess my parents really wanted us to feel like we, you know, to, and we did really have a choice to do something else. I've got twin sisters that are older than me and they both have nice careers and what they're doing. Um, you know, but it was something that I always did deliveries and, uh, you know, when a guy would be off on vacation or Christmas break or summer, you know, summer. So, I mean, my first delivery, it was December of 97 with my uncle Roger and we had to figure out how to get this gigantic recliner through a small old town Belleville door. And I said, how in the world are we going to do this? And he said, well, you take your hand here and you tilt it this way. You go around like this. Wow. Holy cow. Okay. All right. And I remember that. And uh, that was the first delivery I, I ever did. It was 97. So it's been a while. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, Steven's talked on it too. And I, you know, even in the banking industry with, with what I do, commercial business, we talk to business owners and we talk, you know, with, with the kids of, of owners and, and whatnot. And I don't know, I, it just feels like sometimes it's a little bit better for the kid, the kiddos to kind of broaden their, you know, where they go, not get into the business right away, kind of seek what they want to do initially. Um, but like both you and Steven, you guys have both kind of came back to, to the industry. So I guess at what point were you like, all right, let's, you know, this is a, an option for me. I like it. Let's dig into it a little deeper. October of 20, uh, 2004, October, 2004. So I had played that summer. So I got a degree in history at, at Coker college. I played baseball for four years, got my degree, played for the gateway Grizzlies and, uh, mid Missouri Mavericks in the frontier league that summer. So, you know, my old deal was I was, all right, and I'm going to, going to um, just concentrate on being a professional baseball player and maybe I can get signed out of the independent league. But also I was applying for law school at the time. And so, you know, I, I, I kind of had a gap year basically and um, before I could get into law school. So I worked at the store. So I'm at the store and the warehouse used to be in the basement in Belleville. So now you can go down in the basement. We've got this clearance center. We got a mattress showroom. That was the warehouse. So, I mean, we unloaded all the trucks on Main Street, dollied it up the hill on the parking lot, slid it down the stairs, and dollied it to the spot in the basement. Now, you know, so that was downstairs work. Dad offered me a job upstairs after the end of baseball season. So that was September 1st. And from September 1st through our first half price sale in October, and then after that, and I made some sales, like I was, you know, I enjoyed working with customers. I had some early success. He sent me to the High Point Furniture Market with our top salesperson at the time. And the furniture, if I could describe High Point, North Carolina to you, from a size perspective, think about downtown St. Louis from Laclede's Landing and like the, the TWA Dome, or whatever they call the dome now. <laughs> we, we used to play football and then we don't play yeah. football anymore. <laughs> kind of. Okay, so from there all the way to Bush Stadium and every building is a furniture showroom. Just think about the size of down, you know, that whole area, every room, every building, every floor is a furniture showroom or accessory showroom or something in the home furnishings business. The scale of it is immense. I mean, there's 100,000 people that come in to High Point for five days. Mm. And uh, besides it being the birthplace of John Coltrane, like furniture is the only thing that anybody knows about High Point, North Carolina. And, and I just loved it. I loved the people. I thought it was, I saw myself having success. I saw the people that were in this business and I said, I can be better. I can be better than this. I can win at this. These these are not rocket scientists. There's not a lot of motivated people. There's a lot. I see a lot of people resting on the laurels of the last 50 years, um, you know, of like a supply side, you know, business. You know, it was just like, oh, we'll just make it. You know, it's a bunch of good old boys. We'll just make furniture and they'll buy it. Okay. Like. But nobody was really doing retail well, in my opinion, and they certainly weren't advertising progressively or using the internet to draw customers. And I just, I had just learned a phrase called search engine optimization, SEO. You know, in two thousand four, yeah. two thousand five, it was like 
Nobody knew what the heck that was. And I thought, if I can get customers that are researching online to end up on millerfurniture.com, we can do so much more. And and so and then that just that idea it stuck. It was like inception. It was and that was it. I was I was stuck on that idea, and I knew that I could succeed in this business. And frankly, I didn't think there was yeah, there was nothing else I was sure I could succeed in. <laughs> Go ahead, Stephen. You got no, I, yeah, no. I was just gonna say I, I was laughing earlier whenever you're talking about you had no desire to get into it because I was the same way. You know, we, we've had our I'm a fourth generation here at our agency and. And I had no desire. I mean, insurance to me was the was what everybody thinks. It's the Ned Ned uh, Flindersons of um, uh, from uh, John Hogg's Day, right? Mm-hmm. You know, nobody. You know, everybody thinks it that way. I had no desire to. And then uh, uh, one thing leads to another, and you go down a path. We had a rule. My dad actually had a rule that if you wanted to work in the agency, you had to work somewhere else for three years, and then you can come in. Um, which if I didn't do that, I don't think I would have as well too. And then when I did decide, because at that point it was my decision to come back, you know, I had, I had a sales career elsewhere. I decided to take the leap and come back. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's that, that point that I think everybody in family businesses for the most part, there's some that, that don't, you know, they don't, they want to go do their own thing and prove that they can build it on their own. Uh, but when you can come back into the family business and take it to the next level, such as you're doing, I think it just proves it just as well. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, didn't want to go out and prove myself in anything else. I wasn't very confident I could do anything else. And then I found the, you know, I, I applied to law school eight different places. I got turned down eight different places, got turned down. Um, and that was the best thing that ever happened to me because this is definitely what I was I was called to do. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah and you're doing a great job at it. I mean, how, how many, you guys are, what, three stores now, correct? Three and we'll be opening four once, um, you know, so announcement, you know, we're uh, the, the weekends only, you know, weekends only has gone out of business and we are under contract to purchase their Fairview Heights location. Uh, we've been looking for a consolidated distribution center for uh, over well over a year. And we had several others that we were very, very close to three places in Belleville, um, you know, and I, and I was really looking to stay in, in Belleville ideally. And just the, the deals never worked out for a variety of reasons. Um, you know, the city of Belleville was, was very cooperative throughout the whole process. They were great. Um, and uh, it just, it just didn't happen. And so this building came for sale. So we bought it and we're going to use it as our, you know, distribution. So the second we go from three warehouses and kind of uh, scattered human resources to everybody in one building where we can, you know, have better organization, um, you know, just more, the facilities will be better. Everything about our furniture company will improve on day one. Then with that being said, there's another 40,000 square feet that's still open. At, you know, in that building, it's a huge building. So that's, that's store number four. We've got, uh, we got a plan and we need a clearance center. So it's going to be, you know, Miller furniture, uh, clearance center and Amish furniture outlet. It's going to be a fantastic bedding gallery and an outdoor furniture gallery, which is something that that's a, that's a category of the business. We haven't had any space for really at any of our other three stores, you know, Belleville, Lake St. Louis, Ellisville, um, you know, we there's no room, and so we're gonna have a 
really, really dynamite outdoor furniture gallery too. Just curious, so do you guys have uh, like, or do you, do you have, or would you like to have a nice outdoor setting, whether it be a table and chairs, a fire pit, you know, some like a pool, little pool kind of area? Is that something that either you or your <laughs> like? We do, we do. Unfortunately, already, uh, you know, that's us. I mean, I, I agree. I think that's a great thing because for us, and I think more and more people are coming that way, where they have focused on their outdoor patio, covered patio, whatever it be, especially with TVs now where you can you can put them out there. They'd be smart TVs and you can stream. They don't have to be. Uh, I mean, we focused on that when I rebuilt my deck a couple of years ago and we have a TV out there the whole, I mean, from literally from March through October, we live on our on our deck, whether, you know, unless it's raining because it's not covered. But uh, I think that's a great sector to get into because a lot more people are focusing on that, I feel like. Yep. Yeah. So, well, awesome. That's, uh, I, 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 I thought it was a customer right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I feel the same way. I think, uh, you know, you look around and the outdoor patio furniture, you, you know, nowadays, what is it? It's, it's Home Depot. It's maybe Lowe's and you're probably paying a lot more for a, a piece of furniture that, you know, maybe not as quality as you want it to be, but you're, you're spending a pretty dime just because you're buying it from the big box store like that. Uh, I mean, that's, I, I ended up building my own table just because I like to kind of do the handiwork outside mm -hmm. of my, my banking nine to five day. So I, uh, I built my own cause I was like, well, I'll just buy the wood and do the labor myself and build a nice piece of furniture. So, uh, no, I think there's like Steven said, especially with COVID, you know, people I think have found a spot at home and found an entertainment spot at home now and enjoying kind of just that relaxed time with family. So I, I think it is a, a market that should be, should be out there. needs to be out there. Yeah. We want to make this location different from our Belleville location as far as, you know, um, I mean, it's 20 minutes apart. So there is, there's some crossover right. as far as customers go. Although in Belleville, we, we, we really draw from the Belleville area and then South and East, you know, your, um, Mascutas and Freeburg right. and Smithton and Millstadt and Columbia and Waterloo. We, our market share is fantastic in those areas. Um, you know, and, and O'Fallon's always a, a fight. It's the battle of O'Fallon. There's a lot of furniture stores and there's a lot of uh, affluent customers potentially in O'Fallon and Shiloh. And, and we're in that battle as well. But um, when it comes to um, North, you know, Edwardsville, Glen Carbon, Maryville, Collinsville, Far Oaks and Caseyville, Fairview Heights, places like that, this will give us a lot better access to that customer that isn't necessarily always going to make the drive to Belleville. Um, and so, but we want to make, keep store, the store, some people will think like, oh, we're going to get rid of the Belleville store. And that is the farthest from the truth. We're actually in phase one of a phase of a three phase remodel. So, I mean, we're spending money. You'll notice the new lettering on the front of the store. Yeah. Actually, we just read, you know, we just did that. So, I mean, we're redoing the front of the store, redoing the, the window displays. Then we're going to move into some more interior, um, you know, remodeling, updating the paint. And I've got a really cool project for phase three. So, the uh, <laughs> essentially exposing more of the original 1920 ceiling like we did in the front gallery. Yeah. When you walk into the front, the front of the uh, Miller Furniture in Belleville and you look up at the ceiling there, that's original 1920s Art Deco tin ceiling that we restored in 2014 when we redid that whole front area. And it looks so cool. And yeah. there's still that ceiling 
in room two as well. Uh, some of it was damaged by the fire in 1978, uh, which burnt pretty much the whole place down. Uh, it was uh, almost a total loss at the time. Um, but yeah, there's there's enough good stuff that we can redo that. I want to knock a hole in the wall, open up the uh, the areas. So there's just a lot of there's just a lot of opportunity. Yeah, I mean, when did you guys open up your your second location, which was the Lake St. Louis one, right? That was your first yeah. next location, right? Yeah, 2017. So 2017 was um, Lake St. Louis, and then when was Ellisville? Did you say? Uh, February 2021. Okay, so you guys have had. I mean, you guys have gone. You guys went such a long period of time with just one location, and now in a short period of time, you guys have. You know, you're expanding now, like you said, to the fourth one here soon. Um, you know, kind of what, what kind of sparked that idea to go out there and to get more locations and do it in such a time period that you've done it? Well, I've, I've always had that goal. I always, uh, one, because you're, you're advertising, you're spending on advertising is, you know, you're advertising on KMOX or on television. It's going across the whole St. Louis area, but you can only convert a sale in Belmont, right. one location. So you maximize your, um, you know, advertising as a percentage of sales when you can convert a sale in multiple locations. You know, so we we thought that if we can open up a second location, especially if we can find um, a building that we can afford to buy, um, so that we're not renting, we're you know, so it's a real estate play as well as uh, you know a, a furniture play. And Pam Shadwick, uh, God bless her, she found the building in the meadows at Lake St. Louis. Mm -hmm. Pam's a longtime Belleville realtor, and, uh, you know, she has the eye. I mean, she's got the eye. And I met her through BNI, you know, which is just another great reason to network because you just never know. There's so many talented people you can meet when you network. And uh, Pam found the, the building, and I can't believe it was unoccupied for like three years. And so we got a great price on it. We opened up, and, and it just allowed us to, you know, to do a lot more business without spending a whole lot more money. And uh, that allowed, you know, just that really helped. Uh, and then furniture sales just continued to boom. And, uh, you know, we decided to buy um, what used to be Dow Furniture in, in West County in Ellisville. And it was another situation where... Um, you know, we had looked and we were going to purchase what used to be the Thomasville store in Kirkwood. And, you know, yep. and Pam and I were trying to work that deal out forever and it just never worked. It just never, you know, the seller and, and us just never could come to an agreement and it didn't happen. And then the pandemic hit. And so we just, you know, pulled everything off the table. And, um, you know, so once that deal fell through, she walked over there and met the Dows and, got them to sell their building they were looking they wanted to sell their building and retire and we didn't know that but yeah she, you know, she just went in there and made it happen and it was it's been great I, i've become friends with the dow family um paul um, came through a couple months ago his church was um wanting mattress donations for um they work with oasis international and they were providing mattresses and beds for immigrants and re really refugees from war-torn countries. So St. Louis has a lot of um, Afghans that have come in uh, and, and other, you know, Sudan, right. Sudanese. 
and they need beds. They got nothing. They've got nothing. It's Syria as well, you know, places like that. I mean, they're coming in. They've got nothing. And so we donated a, a you know, a bunch of mattresses, and you know, that's just some of the cool things. Like those are some of those like, um, you know, God moments, right? Like God brought us together and right. made that deal happen. And now, mm-hmm. you know, we're working with Paul and his church to do other good things. You know, so that's really what we're all about. I mean, we're trying to build our business as we're discussing, but we're building it for greater purposes. And that's, that's really what we're all about. So Mark, I mean, what, you know, bubbled for that long. And then the two new stores, uh, you know, buying the building where weekends only was where, you know, in a time where, you know, I don't look around and, and probably do as much research on furniture stores as you do, but I would like to say that probably furniture stores are probably closing up more than they are expanding. Um, you know, I, I take the Watsons on 50. I think that's been like 20 different, uh, furniture stores out there in O'Fallon, Fairview Heights area. So, you know, what, what do you think kind of, you mentioned it at high point where you looked around the room and just said, Hey, I can do this and succeed. So what, what do you think the difference is with, with you guys now really expanding and taking off? Uh, what separates you guys from, you know, the competitors out there? We have more American made furniture choices than anybody in, in St. Louis. And that's, that's one of the thing from a product perspective, but two, we're also the easiest to do business with. You always think of your ESTs, your ESTs. I want to be the Americanist, which we are with our product. We want to be the easiest to do business I want to have the nicest people to do. Do you like to do business with people that are cold and cold fish? Or you want to do business with nice right. people? Right. I like nice people, you know? So, and you go shopping in some places and you you think that they're doing a favor by waiting on you. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, you got to be nice to people. Yeah. You got to enjoy. And so me being a sales and marketing professional, I just have really instilled that from the top down, that that's just not a, you know, some companies are run by, uh, you know, people that aren't sales professionals. They're more business managers, money managers, accountants, and maybe person to person stuff isn't their forte. Well, well, we're run by a people person myself and, and, you know, that just cascades down. So everywhere you go, your touch points should be, Really good, really professional. We know what we're talking about. And we just eat, sleep, and breathe furniture and, and sales. And, and like we want to make it easy for people to do business with us. And our product is we are truly na- national class when it comes to product. Nobody does product as good as we do at Miller Furniture. Myself, my dad, before he retired, our sales managers, we, we've all been to these Amish furniture shops in Indiana and Ohio that I mean, nobody even knows. You go to talk to furniture majors, they don't even know who these vendors are. And I'm telling you, it's the best furniture made in the country. It's amazing. And you get to do business with other local business. Like my family is doing business with other family-owned businesses, which means I get tremendous service from my suppliers. And hence, you guys as customers get great service because I can lean on my suppliers when I need to. And so there's there's a lot of real key differentiators. Um, those would just be a couple. I could talk a lot about how and why we're different, you know? <laughs> no, I mean, that's... And I, I kind of knew the answer with the American Made for sure, because, I mean, that's, that's definitely what sets you apart locally. 
because no one, I mean, no one has that quality around here except you guys, which is, you know, which is awesome. Thanks. I appreciate that. And the prices are really, when you look at a, what, what would be considered a high-end uh, import dining room, you know, set or bedroom set, they're about the same price and it's not solid wood. It's, you don't get custom finishes. You don't get multiple Kate, like dresser sizes. You know, you, you get a lot of choices to customize it for your home. And now since the pandemic has kind of, you know, gone away as far as its effect on supply chains, we're back to pre-pandemic delivery times on custom orders. I mean, you can custom order things and get it as fast as four or five weeks. Other times it might take three months, but I mean, that's what it was in 2019 when you're talking about handmade custom furniture. So it's it doesn't even take that long to get. Did, did the pandemic, did that affect you guys in a positive way more than a negative way? Because, and the reason I say this is because I know a lot of people started doing home projects during that time, right? They were remodeling, doing that because they, they had the time to do it. Did you know, And with those, when you're doing remodels and, and whatnot or additions or however, uh, of course, you know, furniture becomes a vital part of that mm -hmm. uh, renovation. Did, did that, you know, affect you guys in a positive manner? Yes. Uh, anybody that was doing doing anything, selling anything home related, we had a sales boom. Like, I mean, my dad did this 50 years. He had never seen anything like it. And I doubt that we ever will again, because well, so people, people, exactly. People, people didn't have a choice. They couldn't spend their money on anything else. I mean, people right. ask me, who are your competitors? They, and, and I tell them vacations and uh you know swimming pools and sports teams and guess what nobody could spend any money on they couldn't go to restaurants they mm -hmm. weren't taking vacations you couldn't go to sporting events this is discretionary income you know right. like that's what people spend their furniture money on and they couldn't spend it on anything else and they were in their house constantly and right. so you want to improve what you can and you know make it make it your castle and, you know, the business is still very, very good and was good leading up to 2020, but nobody could have ever predicted or imagined the sales boom that happened between May of 2020 and I would call it last year in May, May of 2022 for a full two years, never see anything like that again. I don't think anyone can. <laughs> well, anyone will. We're in a position to capitalize on that with our expansions and everything like that. So, I mean, we, um, you know, we used it to, um, you know, fortify our base and, you know, just have a good, you know, grow, but uh, not get too crazy and, and just, you know, keep a good, build a good war chest so that we can make investments like we are right now uh, in this distribution center and fourth showroom. And it'll just make us a better furniture company altogether. Well, that and the logistics of where you're at for a distribution center couldn't be any better. You know, maybe on 15 here, like you were looking uh, at one point would be just comparable to it. Um, but I think that, and, and I think it's important, you know, as well too, like you said, that people know that you're also investing in, in the Bubba location to redo that and, and make that Absolutely. more on par as well too. So um, we know your your guys are big on Belleville and um, have always supported a lot to do with Belleville. So I know everybody in the community appreciates you guys and what you do. Yeah, thank you. I mean, we were, I was at Art on the Square yesterday, uh, Saturday, and I got to meet the, you know, Miller Furniture. We sponsored uh, an artist, 
you know? So I got to check out his tent and I, it was really cool. He did this fancy metal works. It was like aluminum. He craft. I mean, it, 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 I would say it would look really awesome in a modern style home or if somebody has a lot of industrial type of, you know, metal works in their house. I mean, and that's cool. You know, we, we love to, you know, just sponsor different things and, and invest in the community and just work with other people and, I mean, that's why we're here. You know, I'm here to, to, I'm here. People always say, oh, you're the boss. You don't work for anybody. That is completely not true. I got 55 people that I work for. They're my employees and all, and then I've got the thousands of customers that we have too. That's who I work for every single day. Well, that's awesome, Mark. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate what you guys have done and still sticking around Belleville and reinvesting, like Steven said, and uh, obviously appreciate your time here today. Don't want to coming up on, I think about 30 minutes here or, or around there. So want to be respectful of your time. And again, appreciate, uh, appreciate you coming on and for people to get out there and buy purchase, come see you. Um, what's the best way social media websites where you at? Yeah. Um, we're on Facebook. We post a lot of pictures from our showroom. So if you want to kind of get an idea of what you're going to see, you know, you can always go to our, our Facebook page. Uh, we have a great website, millerfurniture.com. You can kind of shop through a lot of the, the, I mean, there's literally tens of thousands of pages on there that you can shop product, but the best way is just to come to 1004 East Main Street, where we've been for 96 years and come on into Miller Furniture. And I guarantee you will see furniture that you've never seen before and, and you'll be pleasantly surprised and refreshed that there actually is still good furniture out there. And uh, that's what, that's why we're here. Or if you need outdoor furniture, head to the new location on Fairview <laughs> when that opens up. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, hey, Mark, appreciate it. Thanks again for your time. Uh, you know, good luck with everything. Hopefully we get that uh, new store open there in Fairview at the weekends only. So congrats on that. Hopefully everything falls through and according to plan. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for having me on. See you. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. See you, man. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Growing Belleville Through Community Chats podcast. Please remember to follow and subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends and community leaders. For additional information from this podcast, please reach out to the Greater Belleville Chamber of Commerce.